What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. Hawk Talk on Melrose. If you're watching this on YouTube, you see a new face uh, in this episode. Welcome back to the podcast, Colby. What's going on, man? Oh, it's going good. I wouldn't exactly say new face. Well, uh, it's, it's been, been a few years. It's... Actually, I was looking at my time hop today. Four years ago today, I think we launched this thing. Um, and it's good to be back. It's good to talk Hawkeye football, especially, you know, with the season right around the corner. We're a little less or a little over a week away from um, games that actually matter. And so I kind of had this feeling today when I was sitting here looking at Twitter and Hawkeye report and all that stuff and reading the forums. I'm like, all right, I'm just sick of that. I'm ready for ready to go. I'm ready for some real life stuff um, and actually see some of this stuff in action that we've been hearing about. Didn't you weren't you on one episode last year? I thought you were with me. I might have I, I might have been it actually and honestly yeah, if it, it was anything. It was. was it after the it was either after the Iowa State game or um yeah maybe I, that, I don't know. So it, it was weird. I had gotten COVID right in between all of the season. I don't know. It was all a mess. Um but it's good to be back. I'm excited to yeah uh, get this season underway. Yep. Good and to as see you, always <clears throat> I was just gonna I was just gonna say your name Tyler. I can't forget about you. I mean you're here like always as well. Yeah, almost forgot so, about almost forgot about me. I, I wasn't able to listen to last week's episode. Where where were you? Oh well, I went home to see my family. Uh, and I, Colin texted me after, and he's like, "By the yeah. way, I did a kind of an impromptu uh, episode. Yeah. episode." And Man, I was like, "Oh well, go for it." I've tried to do a podcast. Props to John Miller. I, I can't okay. do it's podcasts hard doing on my it by own. Yourself. It's hard. It's like so you run hard. out of things to talk about. Yeah. Um, I tried doing it one time and I think I lasted like three I, minutes. You know? I was telling Tyler because I have the a one, forum. The one that I just did on Sunday was 20 minutes, but like I was like fumbling words sometimes because when I do it with you guys, like I can I'm pausing when I'm not talking and thinking, you know, doing yeah. that, it's just you're constantly talking, you can't really take a break and it kind of sucks. So yeah, it was I feel like it's harder tough. to definitely harder to prepare yeah, for that. Yeah. Definitely tough. So well, let's uh let's talk a little bit about the kids' day people that listened to my impromptu episode the other day, you know, I really discussed a lot of things, but you guys might have some thoughts on that. Colby, I guess I can start with you. And, and actually, if you want to say what you, you sent this morning that you read off one of the boards, some unfortunate news, you can kind of go in that too, as well. So, yeah, you know, going into kids day, you know, you know, obviously the big question is how does Spencer look? What's the QB competition? Like how's the offensive line gelling together? And, uh, you know, the big thing that's kind of been coming up over this camp has been what's going on with our wide receiver production is Keegan Johnson. Is that a, is that an issue that's going to linger all year? Is Brody Breck going to step up to the plate? I mean, at this point, you know, we are, we're down to a couple guys that are on scholarship right now going into this first game. Unfortunate news today that um, I've, I've read that Nico Regani is going to be sidelined for at least a few games. Uh, with an ankle issue that happened either on kids day or shortly after. So that, that's another, I mean, that's another hit to this, uh, to that whiteout room. That's pretty thin, you know, um, already. And I think, you know, early when Charlie Jones left, um, it was one of those things where, you know, it sucked, but we all kind of felt like we had the horses in the room to kind of make up for that between, well, you know, Arland and yeah, Keegan and Brody guys. and Nico and, some of those guys coming in and, and now it's just looking like we're going to have to have guys step up some walk on guys and hopefully Jacob Bostic is, is ready to play. So um, that was one of the big things going into kids day. I, I'll say coming out of kids day, I was very encouraged with what I saw. Um, I wasn't able to look too much, but from what I read, you know, 
it looked like Spencer had a pretty commanding lead of the offense um, and of the number one unit. And it looks like, I think it's something that we all probably kind of figured even dating back to last year that it was his job to lose. Um, and so, I mean, I think it's one of those things that we just have to hope that he can come into this season with a different uh, sense of confidence and uh, lead <clears throat> this team because if he can't, we'll go as far as where he can take us. And um, it, we don't have the benefit of the doubt with our schedule this year um, like we did last year. And I'm not saying that we couldn't have still won, you know, 10 games last year with a different schedule. But the way our offense moved the ball, it, it probably wouldn't have happened. We were probably more of an eight and four type of team. Um, or, or even, I mean, we looking at stats, I mean, we, we are close to being a seven and five type team. And, um, so I think we'll, that really everything hinges on that, but overall, you know, I was excited, you know, to see some of the things I saw and read about, um, in, on the kids day in terms of running backs looking good, even with Gavin Williams being out and the offensive line starting to gel and, you know, I don't even need to talk about Phil Parker's defense. We all know that that's going to be a strength again this year. We might not see the interception um, rate that we've seen the last three years, but man, his defense is looking all world again. And so um, I came away very encouraged um, for kids day, but obviously still a lot of concerns. Yeah. What about you, Tyler? I mean, anything that, yeah, I think Colby summarized it really well. I mean, obviously it's, you know, you want to see, you want to see how the offense is doing. And obviously it doesn't help now that, and I didn't actually know that about Nico. So that's fantastic. But uh, yeah, no, that, that doesn't help Spencer at all. Right. I mean, obviously you want to give him as much weapons as possible and you know, that's, that's definitely a little concerning, but I agree. I think Spencer has a, it's his job to lose for sure. I think going, I mean, especially now with the receivers out, we're going to be, and I always, I thought we were going to do this anyways, deploying more of like a two tight end set, maybe even a three tight end sets. I mean, you're going to have to, I mean, if these, if all these guys are out and who knows about Keegan, I told you that today, Colby, I was like, you know, this Keegan injury, you know, it sounds like he's going to be back within the next week, but it's like, man, like, well, will he be a hundred percent healthy? Like what's going on here? Is it going to linger? He's missed a lot of times. So, yeah. yeah. I think, I think an ideal situation, you know, obviously in Kirk Kirk's mind would probably be to have all those guys, obviously, but, um, if he can get Keegan back out there, hopefully this week, um, get him going, getting in kind of game speed. And then hopefully Brody Breck's able to take a step in the next or the last two and a half weeks of camp, because, um, we just need that depth there. If another guy yeah. goes down, we are, I mean, at, at some point it's like, do no, you yeah. look to the defensive side of the ball for some players to come over? Because I mean, we just don't have the horses there. No. Um, and yeah. you know, another thing, obviously going into kids day, I think people were very curious, um, to see if there was any noticeable changes to the offense. I necessarily wasn't looking for that because I, I just don't think a kid's day practice is where no, you're going to really see, that. see it's a no. glorified practice. Well, um, and let's also say this, and too. you're not going to see different concepts. Defense uh, is always going to be looking yeah. better. If your defense isn't looking better, I think that yeah. then you have a problem. Like but, you're, you know, I think, you know, all we've, all we've been hearing from a lot of the players and, and the coaches so far going into this are from this off season is that John Budemeyer has been a huge asset. And so I'm curious come September uh, when these games get underway to see if, you know, is the offense actually has it, have they taken a step forward? Have they changed some of their concepts? Have they made it easier on Spencer to get rid of the ball? Yeah. Now it comes down to him to actually get rid of the ball. Yeah. yeah. Is our offensive yeah. line going to block for him? Um, because we all know that, you know, he's probably not going to escape the pocket, which is unfortunate. Um, but that's just kind of the cards that, you know, we're dealt with. And, 
I think Spencer just has to do a lot better job this year, sitting in that pocket and trying to find a window. I mean, um, we all overreacted yesterday and I'll, I'll be the first to admit when uh, Dave Revson from big 10 network tweeted that photo or that video of uh, Spencer, you know, throwing a, you know, a pass right to Cooper Dijon because no, it wasn't. I thought Cooper was the one that uh, bull rushed and, and like almost like, uh, he... well, whoever it was, I, I think, you know, that was that almost, I mean, that is PTSD for all of us fans, yeah. you know, it's, it's plays that we've saw numerous times last year that instead of either one, just taking the sack or two, trying to move up in the pocket or make something happen with your feet. Instead, he freaks out and just throws it five yards behind his receiver yeah. right into the defender's hands. And it's like, that's stuff that, you know, you can say all summer, oh, Spencer looks great. He went to the passing uh, the Manning Passing Academy, looked great. But he's not having people rush at him and try to exactly. sack him and take his head off. And so he I has think, the arm. We know that, but yeah, it's and everything I think, else. I think until we get to that first game, yeah. um, we're not going to know. I, I mean, I got to see love, it to believe it. Yeah. And would I well, love to see us come out on and, the first drive and us go right down the field with Spencer leading the way? Hell freaking yeah, I am. But I don't know if that's going to happen. I told Tyler that um, I'm giving him another chance. But yeah, we go in that first game and we we see the same things from last year. It's going to be hard. I mean, it's not just me. It's going to be the entire 70,000 fans. They're going to they're He's on a very short leash. Like I think mm -hmm. for a lot of fans they are giving him a second, like, all right, here's your third chance. We're going to give right. it to you. But if you're going to, if you're going to look exactly I'm, like you did, it doesn't honestly, get any easier I either. So. I don't think the coaching staff has much of a leash for him either. I think that, you know, I think it was pretty evident on Saturday. Um, as much as none of us wanted to believe, but Joe, Joey Labus is probably at least a year away. He did not yeah. look anywhere near ready, but yeah. Alex Padilla looked like he could command an offense. And yeah. I think if things don't go well to start the season, I think that with parents won't be afraid to make that move. But I, I if he does make that move, I'm, I'm, I am not feeling good as a Hawkeye fan no. the rest of the year. I think that, that pretty much proves that when you have two quarterbacks, you don't have, don't have any. Yeah. Um, oh, and I'm so not saying it, that, oh, so I'm not saying that I don't think Alex is a capable quarterback. I just don't think it's going to set anyone up for success. If Spencer no. comes out and struggles Alex yeah. and, and they sent Alex to take, because if that's the case, clearly. <laughs> yeah. Parents. Clearly Alex wasn't good enough yeah, to start. And didn't, yeah. And so right. Right. I think we're just going to be in a situation where, if if Spencer struggles out the gate, I think it could be a, a year just like last year, which is so unfortunate, which, and I yeah. hope it's not. Well, then so, if Alex struggles, what do you do? Do you? Uh, I don't want to get in that situation. Yeah, I, I mean, I would rather That's not go there. And and I point. I'm praying that Spencer, and I'm hopeful that Spencer takes a step forward. We just we're gonna really need to see it to believe it. And yeah. um, I we'll I, we'll find out a lot come September third. I want to say like, yeah, like I felt really good. I thought, I know I texted you guys or texted you and Austin. I felt really good after the kids day scrimmage. Like we actually are often, I mean, it, obviously it's one scrimmage, but then yesterday I almost kind of felt kind of worse because of kind of like that video that, that he put out of Pete or of Petrus just throwing it five yards behind the receiver, easy interception, like seeing that. And then kind of seeing some of their tweets, like they said, like the offense is looking better but he said something about like the, the passing was up and down today. So it's like, okay, like what is, you know, so I felt like a little worse about the offense after yesterday. I was kind of like, okay, maybe, I don't know. 
Yeah, and I and again, I don't want to blame all of our offensive problems on Spencer. There's enough blame to go around. The offensive line was absolutely terrible last year. Yeah. Um, so I will say coming out of camp or the kids day scrimmage, I was very encouraged by what, what I saw in the running game and on the offensive line. And so, and that I was think without we, Richmond. Yeah. I think so, we, we have, yeah. we're a very young line. I don't think there's a single starter. That's a sophomore or older. I, I can't remember what it is, but we're a young line and it's a big line. And if, yep. if the starters that what we think is going to happen between Richmond, Ellsbury, Logan Jones, Jennings Dunker and uh, Connor Colby. I, I mean, you're looking well, at like a, a line that's averaging probably around 310 pounds. And so and last year was like 290. I saw yeah, 292. I mean, that's a, that's a Wisconsin type line. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, I love that. I feel like that's going to be a strength as the year goes on. It might not be the first couple games, but um, that's, that's another thing I was very encouraged about coming out. of. Um, so, yeah, I said that on, on that podcast I made Sunday. So I think the line's going to go, Mason Richmond left tackle, which according to George Barnett, the offensive line coach, he said he thinks he could be elite at left I do tackle. too. I mean, we you, um, he showed horses. I mean, he yeah. showed capability. Well, I, Tyler had I remember Tyler a couple weeks ago. I mean, yeah. you, you had him at like I think number 10 on your top 10. You're you, what you saw last year, and you know, if he takes that next yep. step. Yep. I did. I think um, be, I think it'll be good. I yeah. really do. And then at left guard, I have Tyler Ellsbury, center, Logan Jones, which I think he's going to be really good at center. I, it might take a while, but, you know, for things to really click with him. But you saw that clip today. I think I sent to you, Colby, of him taking down Yaya, who's 300-pound uh, defensive lineman, just take him right to the ground. Yeah. Um, left guard, that's one area – or no, right guard. I, I didn't know who would probably be there. I mean, do you think – because if, if Connor Colby's going to be at tackle, if he's switching from guard to tackle, which Ferentz kind of praises him for that, I mean, he thinks he's a natural tackle. I so mean, he, Connor Colby is a natural tackle. He came into the program expecting to be a tackle. He played guard out of need, and I think he did so well there. The coaches just kind of expect him to be there. But I think Connor absolutely should be a player that plays the tackle so position. I think you play think your best be five. At the right guard so then? It's, I think the right guard comes down to Jennings Dunker dunking or whatever his name is and Bo Stevens. It's between those two. Okay. Um, and I know the staff is high on, um, on both of them. I I've heard a lot more of this camp about Jennings. Um, and then they love Tyler Ellsbury as well. You have to remember that both of those, Bo Stevens was a four star, um, was a four star, um, player coming out of high school and Tyler Ellsbury, um, also was a four star coming out of high school. So there's absolutely talent there. Um, it's just a matter of getting these guys in a game and playing, yeah. and it certainly helps going against the front seven that Iowa is going to put yeah. um, on the field mm-hmm. this year. What are your uh, what about it? Because I mentioned like Jack Plum and Nick DeJong are are those two guys that probably won't since they're more tackles. I mean, I mentioned those two guys because I know some. Of, I mean, didn't Jack Plum like start last year for us? Or I, I think Jack, you know, Jack's been a guy that's been very loyal and um, has you know, represented the university. Well, I just don't think he is actually taking that jump that the coaches have hoped. Yeah. Um, yeah. He was absolutely destroyed last year by Aiden Hutchinson. And I mean, still well, were a lot of it? other tackles. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, But it just, you know, yeah, but you he, struggled. he struggled a lot last year and I think the coaches were hoping for him to take that step. And I, and I don't think they've seen <clears> it. And I think that's one of the reasons that they've moved, um, moved uh connor colby out to tackle and so i think they're in the business of playing the five best linemen regardless of where they are meant to be i mean the center position is different but 
you know, the, the rest of the four guys, they're going to play their four best guys and try to get them in position. And I think that's a, I think that's a good idea, especially with the kind of offense that we run. Yeah. It's so important on the zone blocking scheme. And so um, I just hope that they stay healthy. Cause if we say healthy, I'm, I feel confident at that position group, but we are, we're also building depth there, which is, you know, yeah, you got, true. you got players like, you know, obviously Nick Dijon, he was, he was playing pretty well last year before he got hurt. Coaches yeah. were still high on him. He could, he's a good capable backup. You have uh, Michael Malinsky who, you know, at one point was thought to be the starting center this year um, until Logan Jones came over. He's a great player. I mean, he's a player that they've talked about. You have hopefully coming back from a medical reason, David, David Kov, who the coaches were extremely high on, but he hasn't, he hasn't practiced. He's set back. Um, So I think there's depth there that they're building. It's just going to take a second. Yeah. I, I just, that was one thing I like with the Citrus Bowl. Obviously, we lost, which sucked, but that was the one positive is like that was the first game. Like, you could just tell that, like, everything kind of built up to that game for the offensive line. Like, they played a great game. That, and that it was, there was a reason. I mean, I think we, what was, I think it was like 4.6 yards per carry. We yeah. ended up finishing yeah, that day. And that's where we and need to be. We need, we to, need be to be above four. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, if we can be above four, and then like Tyler said, I think last podcast, or like, if we can get to about 60% completion percentage. We can do those two things. I think our offense, you know, what a, that's a change. I mean, what a stat. I mean, I cannot believe in the insane. Ferris era that we've only had four QBs um, over 60% that's, on a season. That's I mean, when that you is know. just like, that's absurd. And that's some, that's when you know, like, that, you say, that's you're not saying, a quarterback. Something's not, something's not right yeah. with offensive play calling. I mean, there's yeah. just something that is yeah. disconnected. And, I, it, it's almost like, you know, actually I think Brian Ferentz alluded to it in the article that Chad had written for the Des Moines register is like, it's embarrassing. It really is. Especially when what... like, you know, the, pr- the minimum for a player in the NFL these days, like if you're not completing over 60% of your passes as a quarterback, you're probably not going to get a chance. I mean, they gave Josh Allen a chance because of his intangibles, but like you have 60% is, where I mean, that's just the that's the money spot. That's where you Benchmark. should be. Yeah, yeah. That's not that's that's not a lot. Yeah, that's like going back to like I always tell this Tyler like with Brian Ferentz, he's been the offense corner for five years, and like you would think that after five years, I mean, some of the stuff that you know we try to do, it obviously doesn't work. You would think that they would eventually be like, okay, yeah, we probably should do something different. And it just seems like we just do that. It's like going up, like playing Wisconsin, right? Like every year we just try to, we try to, it's like, no, we got to be a little bit different. We're not going to beat Wisconsin trying to be who we are, but it just seems like every year we just do the same thing. It's like, you'd think at some point that they would realize that, okay, we got to change or, you know, something's well, not right here. No excuses this year. Brian's the, Brian's not only the OC, but the quarterback's coach. So I, you know, if, hopefully that helps, but I mean, we'll, I think having that. like uh, Colby said, having that uh, what's his name that quarterback yeah. analyst uh, what's his name vets who oh John Budemeyer yeah from Wisconsin or from Wisconsin I, I think yeah. I think he will definitely help. It's just you know it's one of those things where it's like okay no four times under Ferentz error with uh, so there has to be something like the, the offense has to be too complicated or something and I've heard that from many people that it takes like it takes so long to like learn our offense and it makes zero sense because you would think if it was that way around, that offense would be really good. If like, it was a complicated yeah, I offense. Mean, like it shouldn't the be. If there's so many intricacies, why are we not, why are yeah. we not excelling at some of those intricacies? Like, it's not like we're going out there and keeping a defense guessing every game. No, it's, that's I what, mean, yeah, half the time, weird. 
half the time people in the stands are calling the plays that I was going to run on a third down and four. We know oh. it's going to be a either an outside zone to the short hash. And it's like, yep. well, what's the point of that? And Colin, you, know, you did that all last year. You did that. How many times? You're yeah, like, well, here comes a run on first down. I, here comes a short side of the field. I was run. watching highlights. Uh, <laughs> God, what game was it? It was a third and nine. And we just did like a fullback run or like a, we were in the shotgun and we handed it off to a pot of and, like, and that's listen, the type I, of stuff I, that it's like, I do get, I get Ference's, you know, field position battle game, but at some point you need to let some of that rain go and play and play to win and try to field yeah, an right. offense. Like I, I, I love that our defense gets us out of so many situations, but why are we constantly hoping that our defense gets us out of all these situations? Yeah. Let's let the defense do that when they need to, but not just not, not all game. It's long just, term, that is not a recipe. It, it, well, for long success. term, it's not success. I mean, you saw well, you that last it. year. You saw that yeah. last year in the Citrus Bowl. I mean, the defense played lights out most of that game, and it got to the point where our offense, four straight possessions, did absolutely, absolutely stupid yeah. stuff, <laughs> and and made our defense. And basically, it made it look like our defense was terrible on that right. last drive, but it, it exactly. wasn't. Two minutes and 29 seconds left that game. Jamari Harris intercepts the ball. We should have just – we the game should have been over. Yeah. Instead, we we run three straight runs, get three yards, and now yep. have to give it back to the offense. It's just like there's yep. so and, many things that this offense can do that they just – they don't get out – they get out of their own – they need to get out of their own way. Yeah. Well, Chad asked uh, Brian that. He's like, um, would you have gone – or like, why you should have went for it on that third, fourth one. And he like, he agreed, but he's like, well, it's not really, you know, up to me. It's up to, and he's like, I trust obviously what Kirk, you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, I go back to that too. It's like, it's fourth and one. I mean, cause like what Chad said, I mean, they still had to go down the field and score a touchdown. So even if we wouldn't have got there, but man, I know it's like three straight, exact the same run plays. It was like nothing different between the three. It was the same exact, just little handoff fullback or run halfback dive call it good um to kind of switch gears here like something positive because we're kind of being negative right now which is obviously you know with the offense we can be till we see it i am excited for some of these freshman uh players to come up you know we we can kind of go through some of these guys but like aaron graves um i know he's not a freshman but he's kind of a freshman because he didn't really play last year. Like Cooper DeGene, you know, young guy, Xavier. They're players um, we haven't seen before. And yeah. So, um, Caleb Johnson. Caleb Johnson, the, the Patterson, the tight end that had a great day. Kids say, like, I'm really, I mean, we have some good, good looking, not good looking, but good, you know, <laughs> freshmen. Not, not good looking, but you know what I mean? They're, they're, they've been good looking, is what I should say. There you go. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, if, Honestly, I, and we're not trying to be the negative Nancy's. I think it's like you said, it's okay to be critical of an offense that for years now has fallen short of expectation and not even expect it's, it's not even expectation. It's just a little <laughs> even being slightly average. Like, yeah, we it, talk about it all the time. Yeah. Can they just be I average? Yeah. And I, I don't expect us to go out and put up 500 no. yards a game, but I expect the offense to play complimentary football. And yep. so I'm not trying to be negative, but I think, it, like I said, like you were saying, I think it's all right to be critical. But I, one area where I do want to give the staff props is recruiting. The past three years, it's been, it's been really encouraging as a, a fan um, to see where our recruiting has gone. They've kind of taken it to that next level. Now, obviously, it will never be 
Alabama and Ohio State, but for a program like Iowa, if we re- if we can consistently recruit in that 20 to 30 range, I think we'll breed a lot of success. And so, um, yeah, I'm so excited for some of these young guys coming up. Like you said, that Addison Estrenga, who you know was a baseball commit, basketball. you know, in the st- or basketball. No, I, I think it was. No, it was basketball. Iowa, Iowa basketball. Yeah, it was. I remember seeing that. It was basketball. I'm pretty sure it's baseball, but don't quote me. Um, I'll to check it. Back yeah, check yeah. It. I'm gonna go <laughs> check that out. Anyways, no, you can continue talking. I'll, I'll check her out. Um, I, I mean, I, yeah, I'm so excited. I mean, you've heard great things about Caleb Johnson when he committed. I think we were all, yeah. we we looked at his highlights and we're like, that's a Big Ten running back. That's a running yep. back that Wisconsin usually gets. And so, yep. um, it's it that was really exciting to see. And I and I love that some of these guys are getting chances. Um, to go out there and make their name for themselves freshman year. So, um. A defense is going to be so salty. I I'm so excited to watch that. I mean, between, I mean, there is there is legit star power on every level of the football uh, of the uh, defense. I mean, yeah. between Lucas yeah. Van Ness, who I think's <laughs> going to just, I think he's the next. Uh, I think he could be the next All American at Iowa on the defensive line. You have Aaron Graves, who, I mean, Coach Ferentz doesn't usually sing praises of freshmen. Um, yeah, like that. And mm-hmm. so, you know, when he does that, that, that is, yeah, that there's something brewing there. Um, and then the linebacking core, like we don't even need to really talk about them because it, we know what they're going to bring us. And, yeah. um, I, as much as I love Seth Benson, I love the fact that, you know, they're starting to play around with putting, um, Justin Jacobs in on when they go to four, three, just because I think he's such an athletic linebacker that can do a lot of things on the football field. He can cover, he can hit, he can do all that. So um, I'm just excited about this defense. I think it's going to be a very opportunistic defense. I think Bill Parker is going to be one of those. It's going to be one of those years where he's not going to be afraid to pin his ears back um, and go after the quarterback because he knows what he has in the back seven. So I'm do excited. you uh do you think it will be obviously it's gonna be Riley Moss and well not the first game for Jam- uh Jamari Harris, but it will be after that. Um do you think the safeties will be will be Quinn Schulte and then obviously Kayvon Merriweather, but do you think it will be Quinn Schulte? Yeah, I or, honestly I don't know. I think there's there there's room for a lot of movement, to be honest yeah. with you. When yeah. we're in our four two five with uh the cash player, obviously I think Dejean or Dejean, I, I can never say his name right. Is it Dejean? I think it's Dejean, but I could be wrong too. I don't know. I I think he's probably going to be that player at the cash position. Um, But I also think he could play cornerback or safety. So um, I I do, however, think, I think Terry, Terry Roberts is a great cornerback in this. Like, I don't think, I don't know if he's going to necessarily be playing every down after Jamari Harris come back. Cause I think Jamari Harris is a really good cover guy. Um, But I mean, there's, it's just great to see. I think, yeah, we I think so Xavier, many guys. Of versatility. Yeah. Where, yeah. What about Xavier? I mean, I think, he's going to, I think X is a play. player. I think he's a player and they've already said that he's, he's going to play. It's just yeah. a matter of finding where he can where to play. Because they still yeah. feels that good about his defense. Yeah. I also think that think, um, TJ hall is another player that they're really excited about. Yeah. So, and then DS um, Fernandez, yeah. I've heard some good things. Yeah. I Whatever think, happened yeah. to that, uh, the one, the, the Sebastian, no, I forgot what Sebastian Castro. Castro. I, yeah. So I was reading today. I mean, he, I guess he looked great in the scrimmage too. So obviously there's just not enough uh, spots on the field yeah. for all these guys, but I think Phil, 
feels really comfortable yeah. with whoever. Yeah, with well, and I like going back to like Quinn Schulte. He's a I was telling Tyler, he's the type of guy that like going in, you're just kind of like, uh, but it's like he could be like the next Jake Travos, who was really good for us, or uh, Jack Kerner. You know, yeah. guys that like come in, they're not highly recruited. You don't hear it. Like you never heard of them before. You're kind of like, you're kind of hesitant to like really be like, eh. but then they end up actually being very good at they just fit the system really well. Yep. And they yeah. do a really good job. Like Jack Kerner, um, he was a hell of a safety for us. I mean, very underrated. When, when coming out of high school, I mean, he was, he's extremely athletic. So I think the, the program is really excited about what he could bring to the table. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Do you okay? So going back, okay. So do you think all those players that we just mentioned, they'll? Do you think they'll? None of them will probably redshirt. I'm guessing this year, um, or it's gonna be really hard to. I mean, Ferentz has all but said Graves is not redshirting. Um, and Xavier probably won't because I'm sure I he will play a. De- I mean, especially special teams. Selfishly, um, selfishly, would I like Xavier to be able to redshirt because I think we're good enough mm-hmm. to not need him this year? Yes, but I think he's so talented that he's going to play. Yeah, he's I was gonna say to if you get him out there, he's gonna make an instant impact, yeah, and you're gonna he, he is. Like, how do but you I not? Also, but also, that's what I'm saying. It's like yeah. if he's redshirted, I would be like, all right, we're okay, we're okay yeah. this year without yeah, a and player. Not, of, you know. Yeah. What about if if Gavin and LaShawn stay healthy this year, which that's gonna be it's gonna be hard to do to say complete, but like if those two stay healthy, that's gonna be a good one two punch. Do you see Caleb or that Patterson guy playing much this year? Um, I think Caleb Johnson's absolutely in the rotation either way. I think, you know, you need to have three running backs active at all times. I mean, you saw that last year with uh yeah. Tyler Goodson, you saw Ivory Kelly Martin, you saw Gavin Williams, and you saw LaShawn every now and then. I mean, he didn't play much, but yeah. um I think Ferrets right. likes to have I mean I and the staff was I rumblings were that like that Devin Hilson or Hilson was turning heads Doing until he good, got yeah. injured too. So I mean he I wouldn't discount him. He's probably not as far along as some of the other guys, but um I think I think uh they feel really good about that running back room right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then two other things too, I want to mention it, I said this on, on the Sunday podcast that going back to receivers, they they've mentioned a lot about that Alec wick guy. Another kind of like a Quinchel. I haven't really heard about him under recruited or not highly recruited. If he can be like a Matt Vandenberg for us or like a Riley McCarron, Nick easily type of guy, that would be really good. I guess what I'm hoping he can maybe turn out to be for us. Cause I've heard nothing but good things about him. But once again, it's just, you know, he's from Iowa city. He wasn't highly recruited. You don't really know much about him. So hopefully he can be that because we obviously need that. We we're, you know, talking about the receivers at the beginning of this episode, but definitely need that at that position. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the only other thing too, is um, how it's at the time, I didn't really think much of it. But now it's like, thank God Sam Laporta came back because he could have easily left last year. Yeah. And thank God, because like he was lining out. I mean, they, there were some plays that he was lining out, lining out at receiver on Saturday. Um, Now he's not going to play receiver for us, but there's going to be a lot of looks. I think he's going to be going out. He's going to be split out wide, especially like we were talking about earlier in the podcast with our current wide receiver situation. Yeah. Um, We might have to get creative there. And like you said, maybe it will be, three tight end sets. Um, and, and I still think the staff feels good about that. Steven Stolanos that had transferred in from UL Lafayette. Well, the um, thing is, I didn't realize how big he was. He's like yeah, six, he's, five two sixty. So yeah, like he's, he, he's like another he's a borderline. Tackle. Yeah. He's a borderline offensive lineman. So, I mean, 
Uh, and I was reading, I went back and like Lafayette, like their, their running game was really good. And now he probably contributed to that because, you know, it's essentially another offensive lineman out there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if he can, you know, go out and, you know, be the run blocker for us and you got Luke Lachey and Sam Laporta and then that Addison Australia, Ostringa, is that his last name? Ostringa. Yeah. Um, and those guys kind of more of the, 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 you know, going out for passes that that's good. So, um, but yeah, that's really it. I mean, with the receivers, it's one of those things where it, it does suck because if, if all the guys are healthy, our receipt, I mean, we really don't have that bad of a receiving core. Keegan Johnson, Arlen Bruce, Nico Regani, and then some of the other guys, but just right now it's really unfortunate that all these guys are getting hurt. Um, because then yeah. if that's the case, then yeah, you're 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 down to not many scholarship players. And by the way, I was right. He was a baseball commit. Was he? No. Yeah. I thought I saw basketball. My bad. All right. Let's uh let's get into kind of the last thing. Well, we're gonna predict. We're each gonna kind of predict the Big Ten standings for this year. Um, I'm gonna actually gonna share my screen with the so anyone that's watching this on YouTube can look at this. Um, let's see here. Share right here. And we'll just kind of go through Google Chrome. All right, there we go. Can you guys see this? I got yep. it. Okay. So yeah, so this is mine. We're not gonna go game or you know, game by game for each team. That'd take way too much time. But these <clears> are my standings. So Big Ten East, I have Ohio State finishing 11-1, Michigan 10 and 2. I always, I mean, they they're probably gonna go 12 and 0. I just it's so hard to go 12 and 0. So that's why I have them at that. I have Penn State at nine and three, Michigan State at eight and four, Maryland at seven and five, Rutgers four and eight, Indiana at three and nine. So that's kind of how I had it played out. Um, and then we can kind of talk about more. Big Ten West, I have Iowa nine and three, six and three. I have Wisconsin nine and three, six and three, which that could either, I mean, Wisconsin could easily go 10 and two and and we're out. Um, and I could have, I probably should have done that because looking at their schedule, they probably will go 10 and two. Uh, Purdue eight and four, five and four, Nebraska six and six, four and five, Minnesota seven and five, four and five, and then Northwestern and Illinois both have five and seven. So that is mine. Um, let's go to Colby's here. You want to share yours? Oh, you want me to talk about it? Yeah, I mean you can talk okay. about yours. Yeah. Um, I, you know, looking at Ohio State's schedule, um, and the guys that they returned on offense and they hired a new defense coordinator from Oklahoma state. I think Ohio state's elite. I think they're going to be um, the one of the best, if not the best team in the country this year. Yeah. Um, I, you know, obviously looking at their schedule, that Penn state game's a toss up game to me, obviously going into happy Valley, it's probably going to be a night game wide out. That's a game um, I had them losing. That's, that's going to be a tough yeah. game, but I think the way Ohio state's offense is built, I think that that's probably a game that they can win. And I think they'll get revenge on Michigan this year. So I have them going 12 and 0, 9 and 0 in the conference. Um, and and being the winner of the Big Ten this year. I think they're just that good. Um, followed up by uh Michigan, obviously eleven and one. I I just at this point in time, as much as I would love to have Iowa beat Michigan um at home, I think Michigan you know, it's hard for me to predict that after being seeing last year's score, obviously now it's going to be in Kinnick and um, things can happen. And we know stuff, weird stuff happens in Kinnick, but I think that's a game that as of now, I need to give Michigan the benefit of the doubt on. So I'm going to let them, I'm going to give them that win. And then I have them losing to Ohio state. 
um, for a right to go to the Big Ten Championship. Um, a team I see taking a step back this year is Michigan State. Their schedule is pretty tough. Um, I know they brought in a lot, some, a lot of transfer guys, but they also lost some guys as well. Um, if you want to scroll up to their their schedule real quick, just because I think you know, one they go out to is that them they go out to Washington, Washington early yeah. season. That's yeah. not a that's not an easy game, you know. Well, I don't know how good Washington is this year, but I know enough to know Iowa and their struggles of going out west. Um, it's not easy, and so especially going out to Washington, that's gonna be a tough game. I think that they'll lose to Wisconsin, and I just don't see him having the horses to compete with um, the three upper echelon teams uh, in the Big Ten this year. Especially, honestly, if 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 the Penn State game was at home, I would probably switch that and I'd give them a win there. But uh, since it's on the road at Penn State, um, I th- I'm going to have to give them that. I'm going to have to give Penn State that one. Okay. Um, going into Big Ten West, um, this one was tough for me. I think you know. We all remember that Iowa. Show. Yeah. We all remember Iowa last year kind of lucked it uh lucked its way into the Big Ten championship game. It shot probably should have been Wisconsin's. Um and so while we were the rep- recipient of the Big Ten West um last year, I still think Wisconsin was probably the best team in the division. Um I think Miss Wisconsin this year is gonna be um is gonna be good. And I think they're going to probably end up in the big 10 title game, even though I have them losing to Iowa, um, uh, uh, in week 11. So I think they're going to be representing the big 10 West. I have Iowa going nine and three. I think that, um, here's my thoughts on Iowa season as a whole. I think that it could go, you know, this schedule is the toughest we've had in a long time. I think Iowa could go and end up starting six and zero. Um, I think that as of now, I need to have them losing to Michigan. So I think they will be five and one going to the Ohio state game. I obviously think they'll lose at Ohio state. Um, and then this year, I just feel like, um, it's, it's the year that either Nebraska or Minnesota is going to snag us. And, uh, as much as I hate that, um, I think it, I think it's going to be one of those two teams that, um, end up getting a late season win on us to help us not to help us to, but to make us finish nine and three. And so, I think as of now, I have them losing at Minnesota, which gives Minnesota the tiebreaker over us, which will make us finish third in the division. Um, but that is all hinging on um, how our offense looks midway through the season because that could change. And I have no idea where Nebraska is going to be. They are a really tough read for me. Um, looking at their schedule, I mean, yeah, the, their yeah. schedule, they have the ability to start out one, two, three, four, five. Six. Potentially six and one. I could see them beating Purdue, but I could also see them losing to Indiana and Purdue and Oklahoma. They're not going to um, lose Indiana home. If anything, they're going to lose a Northwestern first game. Yeah, it's just it's going to be interesting. I don't know yeah. about I don't know enough about them. I don't think that they're going to be anything special this year, but I think they're going to be a tough out. So yeah. I'm I'm pretty bullish on Minnesota this year. I think they got a good team. They had what I thought was the best running back in the big 10 going into last year and Mohammed Ibrahim. Um, and he's back this year. So he tore his Achilles, but he's full on back. So that's my standings. And, uh, yeah. What about, um, okay. So one thing before I go to Tyler, so with, with Wisconsin, the only thing that I, I think that will kind of plague them this year. And I, and I agree. I mean, I have them going nine, three, you have them 10, two. So it's not like it's that much of a difference, but, 
they have, you know, we talk about how bad our receiver, I mean, our, you know, passing game receiving core might be, especially if we're injured. They, they don't have one guy on their like wide receivers that have caught more than three passes. I remember seeing. So like, yeah, they have a good running back, but like, I mean, you're, you need to throw the ball and then their defense, they're only bringing back. I think it was like three guys now. Granted, they're always good on defense, but like, I don't think like they're going to be good, but like, are they going to be that dominant? Like, are they going to actually be able to go at Michigan state and win that game? Like, I don't think, or like, you know, I think, you know, at Nebraska, I could see Nebraska finally beating them. So like, I don't know. I mean, I see yeah. some more losses. I just there for t- them. until until Iowa can prove me wrong in terms of mm-hmm. beating Wisconsin and taking <clears throat> taking it for themselves, I need to keep Wisconsin at the top of the division. I think obviously, yeah, like you're true. right, you know, but I do think they have a huge offensive line. They're a good offensive line, and then they have Braylon Allen, who is the next great Wisconsin running back, and then Jim Leonard, just like. He he's such a good defensive coach. I would put him and Phil Parker in those that One, two, category yeah. of elite yeah. um, defensive coaches. So as of now, I have you know I and I agree with you, Con. I could see them going nine and three, um, two with a loss at you know either Michigan State or Nebraska. Or, yeah, but that would still give. Well, I guess that would give. Would that give Minnesota the tiebreaker in that case? Well, they would beat. Minnesota. Yeah, but if we're okay, yeah, then they would still go to the title if Minnesota yeah. beats us. So, so I'm I'm gonna go back to mine. So this is just I I had them losing like at Ohio State, at Michigan, at Iowa. Now for us, like for Iowa, this is how, what I have for right now because I think I think these two games, the Michigan and Illinois game, it kind of goes. And I think Tyler kind of agreed. I think you might have the same thing, Tyler. Where I think if we, beat, if we beat Michigan, we're gonna be riding such a high that we probably. I could see us losing at Illinois. Just that's just something. It's just and typical Iowa. Well, and you're looking ahead to the bye, Ohio State, a little bit yeah. too. Yeah. It's and then tough. I have us losing at Purdue because until we beat them, I'm just gonna have that as a loss. So those are my and three that's, losses. That's the one thing this year. I think Iowa finally gets Purdue. I yeah. think Purdue. That's actually one I didn't touch on. I think Purdue's gonna take a step back this year. Um, I don't. I don't think they're as good as what. Um, some of the pun- national pundits are saying, I think they're going to struggle. I think they have a harder schedule um, this year than that did last year. Go to, go to their Colin right now. Well, I actually, so prior to this, like <clears throat> before today, I actually had them beating Penn state, but the more I think about it, cause I agree with you. I, the more I read about Purdue and Penn state, I, I think Penn state's going to go there and, and, and actually beat them. Yeah. So I actually have them losing to Penn state originally, like for the last couple of weeks, I actually had Penn state winning that or Purdue winning that game. The more I think about it, I'm like, eh, they lost David Bell. They, you know, they lost. I think their running back. lines ranked 14th in one of the magazines that I saw. Yeah, and so they. Oh, I mean, George Karloftis. He's gone. He single-handedly made Iowa look like shit last year. Yeah. Um. And so I think they're going to struggle this year. I think they're going. I think I had them at seven and five. I mean, it, when looking at Vegas's over unders, it's. I mean, I'm. I think I'm right on line with almost every single one of them. Yeah. Really. Yeah. I'm higher on Purdue, but I agree with you. I think it's yeah, a team that I'm, I'm go almost to, like. I'm going to go yeah, to yours, go Tyler. Well, I didn't put down at the yeah, bottom. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Which I didn't. But you can just but say, I, just I say, them. yeah, just say what you're, what you're yeah. at for big two. So the East, I've got Ohio State, kind of like UConn. I put them at 11 and one. Easily could go 12 and 0. Yeah. Kobe touched who, on it. They're a, who do you have them losing to? Penn, Penn, Penn State? Penn State. Penn State. Yeah. 
I think I think Colin and I talked about this in a different podcast. It's it's just one of those games where you know Penn State. It's gonna be a whiteout. It's gonna be a night game. I could see that being a tough game for them. But yeah. Ohio State's beaten them how many times in a row too? So um, it's just hard to go twelve and zero. But I do think you know they're gonna be in the national championship picture. So it's gonna be I go up to that yep. eleven and one or twelve and zero for them. Um, I've got actually, and this is where <clears throat> I've got Penn State. At number two, going nine and three. Um, I mean, Penn State's got so much talent. Yeah, and I do think Michigan—they lost a ton on defense. Obviously, they're going to replenish that with with a great talent. I just, I do think, you know, their run game was elite last year. And how are they going to replicate that? I don't know. So I've got Penn State at a tiebreaker over Michigan, both going nine and three. Michigan at number three. Uh, Michigan State eight and four. Uh, sitting in the the fourth spot in the East, there you have them um, losing at Washington, like Colby. Yep, yep. I think it's just a t- again, it's an unfamiliar game territory. Um, you know, I, I could see them losing. Um, Maryland, I have them going. I think five and seven. Um, they're a team again. They have one of the better quarterbacks, but their schedule is you know playing in the East is tough. Pretty pretty yeah. tough. So I've got them going five and seven. Kind of rounding out the the East, I've got Rutgers four and eight, and then Indiana three and nine overall. Indiana, I do not think. I wish we played Indiana this year. They're going to not be very good. All right, Big Ten West then. So kind of like Colby, uh, you know, I have Wisconsin. Unfortunately for Iowa's sake, right now winning the West, it's one of those situations where I do think, you know, going talking about kind of Purdue and Wisconsin, I do think Iowa can get one of them. It's just I have to see it to believe it, and I don't want to, don't want to just say it, you know, until until again we see it. So I've got Wisconsin nine and three, Purdue nine and three, um, Wisconsin beating Purdue and the tie break. I'm higher on Purdue, you know. Again, I think they're going to have one of the, if not the best offense, clearly I think in the West. Division. And they have a good quarterback. I mean, they, they do have a good quarterback, and things can happen. Right, and and I know they they lost David Bell. I still think wide receiver, they've got plenty of talent there. Um, but the offensive line thing is definitely a real thing, though, which makes me kind of question that. Um, but, yeah, I've got them going 9-3. and three. Iowa actually losing to both of those teams, so unfortunately they're going 8-4. and four. I have them right now. Um, yep. And and that's predicated on the offense. Clearly. Yeah. So, um, and then I've got Nebraska right behind Iowa going 6-6. Six and six. Uh, Minnesota – seven and five um so me Illinois. and tyler tyler and I aren't, aren't as yeah. high on minnesota right i um, just i don't see minnesota you know props to them they're a physical team yeah um and so that's kind well, of where i i differentiate and, them in nebraska once again it's one one no one day but like the big 10 crew had a lot of good things to say about them when they went up there a couple days ago and like some of like the videos they, like their offensive line looks huge and like yeah, yeah they're a physical yeah. team um, they're new that offensive coordinator is back from back in 2019 when they did obviously really good. So they might, they might be a lot better than maybe what I'm kind of thinking or what I thought. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's something well, where maybe here. I mean, the, big, might be the big 10, the big 10 um, guys traveled and they so far, I think said there was, it was their favorite team in the West. Yeah. Maybe is that what I they did. said. I don't yeah. know. I, I guess I did. I just saw that they, they really pray. They really liked them. Don't they have do they have question marks offensive on the offensive line as well? Uh yeah, they're they had to replace, but they're all like transfers, is what I oh, okay. what I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Like no, Colby makes an excellent point on Minnesota. I mean, and it, regardless, 
You know, it's almost like we just assume that we're going to beat Iowa State, Minnesota, Nebraska every year because we do. One of these years, they're going to get us too. So, you know, I agree. They, that could easily be a loss in between Nebraska and Minnesota this year. Um, I've got Illinois going five and seven in the Northwestern four and eight. Um, yeah. Not they're They're still some years away talent wise to compete yet. Uh, for Minnesota, kind of my notes for them that when we talked about them, I kind of, so yeah, they only have one offensive lineback, their center, John Schmitz, who's really good, best center probably in the big 10. Um, they lost their leading tackler from last year and they lost six other top eight defensive line. So that's the reason why, like prior to this, line I, was of kind, right. I was kind of like iffy about, but, but you know, if they are looking that, you know, pretty good and stuff like that, yeah. they got their OC back, like. Yeah, they might be a lot better than what and, I and what they I think. dipped in they dipped in the transfer portal too. Yeah, bit, right? they did. Yep. But you yeah, never know if they'll if that will yeah, you know, yeah. mesh. I know. And but. these these were back when we did it like episode one. Obviously now you get to see it, you know, big you know, ten fall camp, get out there yeah. fall camp. You see yep. a lot more. And so and we gotta remember that those don't I mean, those don't no. necessarily mean anything, but True. you know, True. it's good to get a gauge of you know, where those guys think they're at. But again, it's just one practice Yeah, because, yeah. you know, Tuesday for Iowa could have been a bad practice where as Saturday, Ference left that practice and felt good. Felt you know, good. Well, I was going to so, say, isn't some of that, I feel like it's, and not, maybe not scripted, but they want to put on a good show for those people because they're going to get talked about too. Well, that, but they always like those big 10 crews, like they're, they're never going to say anything. Well, too they bad. They're always another thing. Yeah. Iowa, Iowa wasn't even in full shells that day. Iowa was in shorts. And so we got to take that into account too. It wasn't right. full speed. Um, So, and then Tyler, one thing it's kind of, cause me and you both have us beating Michigan, losing out of Illinois. I was thinking more about right. this. So um, if we do beat Michigan, I think, you know, just because that happened last year where we lost after Penn state doesn't necessarily mean that's going to happen. And, and maybe with that happening, I last also year, think maybe that will maybe make it true different this year where it's like, okay, like the team knows because a lot of those guys are back this year. Purdue is also our kryptonite. Exactly. And, and it's Purdue versus yeah. you know, Illinois. Point. So my thing was more just there's, are they looking ahead to that, getting to that bye week getting yeah. to Ohio state? You, you worry about that a little bit, yep. but I, I agree. It could be different. And I'm going to ask Colby this because obviously Tyler, we talked about it, but Colby, what are your thoughts on Iowa state game? Um, do you think they're a little bit tough? Uh, because in my eyes, I think they're going to be probably better than they were last year. Just because I think I was in a lose-lose situation again. Yeah. No, I but mean, I don't what, think I, I personally think Iowa state is going to, their record will be better than what it was last year. I don't think by the time they get to the Iowa game that they're going to be ready to be that team yet. Yeah. You know, especially, yeah. and, and they could prove me wrong, but Iowa state is notoriously known under Matt Campbell for a lot of slow starts to enter the year. Um, and I think by that time, Iowa state's offensive line still probably won't be fully gelled. Um, they're still breaking in Hunter Deckers and, you know, I think their defense, Will McDonald's a stud, that guy, He's amazing, I think, though. But they replace – I mean, it's going to – it takes a while to replace – how many starters did they lose? They lost 18? a lot. I mean, that's not easy to replace. Now, I think Iowa State ends up going maybe 8-4 and four this year, but I think I think it helps that it's at home, too. Yes. Um, and First so, time we'll since see. 2018. Seems like it's been forever since we've actually yeah. played So, them. I, I you know. personally, like – Yes, they. It's a rivalry game. They could beat us. I think it's one of those years that I feel like Iowa's defense is so good that I think that 
helps quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So, no, I, I agree. Especially breaking in a quarterback for Iowa State that, you know, has never really been on the yeah. road in a hostile environment. And, you know. Yeah, imagine but, that being your first true road game. Yeah. yeah. And, you know. And they, going up against a defense like yes, that. That's what I mean. Played, he played yeah. last year in garbage minutes. Iowa was playing yeah. prevent defense, had half of our yeah. guys out. Yeah. And it's that kept was throwing to the small, running back. Yeah, that was that. a small sample size. And I know a lot of Iowa State fans took that and were like, well. Yep. And I'm well, like, the one thing I will <laughs> say, though, with Iowa State is they actually, ever since Campbell's been there and John, is it John Heacock, their defensive coordinator? Yeah. They do a really good job at with our well, our offense. It seems like we can never. Well, and that's one of the things I'm encouraged about is I think our running game this year is going to be the best it's been since. I, I I'm very bullish on our running game. I think we have running like backs in the room that. Yeah. I, don't get me wrong. I think Tyler. I think Tyler Goodson's going to end up being the third running back for Green Bay. But do I think he fit Iowa's system? And do I think he was in in the system the years where we probably needed a different style running back. Yes. Yeah. He was too uh, kind of like, he wouldn't but, just hit but, the hole. He was, but go back to 2020. I mean, when we had a decent line, he, Actually, he looked good. Yeah. I mean, he was, he was a good player. And I think last year he was just a product of playing in front of a really bad line. And that's not the way his game. I mean, he, his game right. doesn't translate to that. I think this year we have I'm guys, with Gavin and LaShawn. I mean, those two I, guys I think, are, I'm really excited for our running game. And so um, I I think that I, my hope is we can move the ball in Iowa State this year, especially on a line that's besides Will McDonald is pretty young. Um, and they're yeah. going to be breaking in a lot of new guys. So, yeah, um, I'm excited for that game. Just I think, it seems like it's been forever since Iowa State had had to go to Kinnick. Yeah. It's like, God, it's like, OK, one of these years, let's let's go back to Kinnick. Exactly. So, um, and then one last thing, Colby, since you probably won't be on the show next week and Tyler and I will discuss this, so I'm not going to ask you, Tyler, just because we'll go over this next week. Yeah. Um, Northwestern Nebraska game. Obviously, it's next week already. It's the only really game on. Illinois plays that day too, but they play. I forgot who they play, but Wyoming maybe. Um, what are your thoughts on that game? Who do you see winning? And, I have. Yeah. I, I, do I want to see Northwestern come in and win that game? Hundred percent. Yes. Do yeah. I think Pat Fitzgerald could come in and win that game? Yes. Yeah. Do I think that's going to happen? No. I think Nebraska is um I here my thought on Nebraska this year is that I think Nebraska will start out really hot, win their first three games, start 3 and 0. I think they'll lose a close one to Oklahoma. Uh, and then I, I think I think they'll be 5 and 1, but I think that they're they're very front loaded on their schedule yeah. and then it gets a little tougher, tougher. And i think i think they'll by midseason will i think they'll cool down a little bit i still think they can go i think they can be a bowl team this year but i think it's i think 6 and 6 is probably where they're at now yeah. pat fitzgerald somehow in odd years is like this magician <clears throat> of a coach so i'm just like i'm like knocking on wood that he goes in there and does something that i i mean it wouldn't shock me. It's not. No, it, it's no secret to me that I I hate Nebraska. I <laughs> I'm not a fan of them. I've I've I honestly would love for them to just leave the Big Ten. Um, but <laughs> so I would love to see them lose. I'd love to see Fat, Pat Fitzgerald get revenge on them. He like I mean Nebraska absolutely crushed them last year. Exactly. Um, it was like fifty six to seven or something so, like that. I mean I think Nebraska is probably is is the better team they're probably on a at home probably a 10 point favorite 
10 to 12 point favorite. Um, I think the, actually the line, they might be 11 and a half. So, you know, betters do not give Pat yeah, any, no. it doesn't give the Wildcats much room at all. Yeah. So I think Nebraska will win now. Do I hope that's the case? Not at all. Yeah. I actually, I, I know Tyler has Nebraska winning too. I actually, I think I, I have Northwestern going in and, and, and shocking. Cause I just, and the only reason why is cause like you bring up Pat Fitzgerald and maybe it's just more like me just hoping. So I'm just thinking that and it probably won't happen. But I also think too, like the pressure is all well, on Nebraska. None on Northwestern. Break year for Scott Frost. Yeah. And- yeah. There's, there's nothing on Northwestern. I mean, they're they're expected well, to lose. They're 12 and a half point I, underdogs. I know, I know I I know you would love to just text Doman after that game. Oh, no, we've talked about you it. No, he already nope. He's already setting himself up. He told me today, hey buddy, no uh no texting or calling me in Ir- or in Ireland because it's gonna cost me money with the international Wait, coverage I have. So <laughs> he told me I can't text or call him. So he's already this setting guy, that like up. A millionaire? Just in case he's hey, about when you when you cut up clips for like Twitter, just let's use this clip for like the then tag 100%. him in it. Yep, he. I don't think 100%. he'd be too happy about that. Shout out Mike Doman. So, so <laughs> uh, but anyways, well, I guess that's it. Uh, I mean, I guess if you want to come, fun. yeah, um, definitely be on this show more times than not this year, especially when the season starts because it's so fun. Sure. Uh, after a game. Um, to go over, yeah. you know, games and stuff like that. And then we're going to try to get, let's try to get Kramer or fuzz on that. Iowa state week. That'd be, that'd be yeah. fun. Be good time. Right. So I'm down boys. That was fun. Um, yeah, I'll try to get on as much as I can this year. And, uh, it's just fun to be talking about Hawkeye football again. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. We are now, what is it? When we're recording this Wednesday, we'll have this out to you guys tomorrow. So by tomorrow we are what? 16 days away from Hawkeye let's football. Let's do it. Let's go. So, Hawkeye football. Yo, let's we're getting, ride. we're getting closer. So, all right, boys. All right, well, boys. it was fun. We'll talk to you guys later and go Hawks.